Hello and welcome to this month's podcast. I'm excited to introduce you to Rosanna Susanta, who is a originally a lawyer and then turned yogi enthusiast and is now a owner operator of a of a yoga studio in Western Australia. And she has a background in classical ballet and music and is an ambassador for Lululemon for her second term now and is a Gen, generally awesome human being and excited to um, get Rosanna's take on on what's helped her in her life and um, and the theme this month is picking your tribe to make you thrive so just uh, to check Rosanna can you hear me okay yeah thanks for the raving introduction Ken <laughs> <laughs> no problem welcome thank you for uh, for joining us so maybe just start yeah. with a, um, just to give anyone who's listening a bit of context or texture to your background and who you are. Um, do you want to maybe just touch on your journey briefly and, um, and how you come to being who you are and doing what you do? Yeah, sure. So um, like you mentioned, I started as a lawyer uh, in the Perth CBD. So I was working, you know, uh, pretty much eight to five um, job. And uh, it actually, luckily for me, was pretty cruisy in the way that I was able to have lunch breaks and I uh, ended up going to yoga classes at this pop-up yoga studio. And I didn't know what it was, but I think because of my uh, dancing background, it came quite naturally to me and I was really just absorbed into it. And, you know, you, you could probably call that having found my flow um, and then you know it took me about six months to figure out what teacher training I wanted to do because I knew yoga was was it for me and I quit my job went to Bali and that basically changed my life <laughs> mm. fantastic and how um yeah how how has it changed your life in terms of yeah. What you do now? Um, so compared to a full-time office job, um, now with myself being a full-time yoga teacher and studio owner, I have times in my day where you know I get to enjoy some fun. I speak to a whole lot of people, and I guess what interests me and keeps me doing what I do is that I'm genuinely wanting to inspire other people to either you know make the change because for a lot of us we're so stuck in our own ways wanting to get out or we're not sure where to go with what we're actually already doing so um, I think what's changed for me is I'm more emotionally involved in my work and in my everyday life rather than just a, a doing or you know committing to deadlines for someone else I'm I'm really doing it for what I believe is the flow with where, where I'm going and where other people can be going as well. Ooh, well done for following your dharma and um, mm, exactly. you know, changing your um, you know careers is not always easy and and you know isn't necessarily for everyone but making those decisions to fundamentally follow your authentic path, you know, whether that's changing your role or, or not, um, you know, or, or having an authentic role in what you're already doing is, is, is so important to fulfillment and to performance. And, uh, and, you know, like you said, those day-to-day -day small wins where you get that gap and you can just be a little bit more connected and a little bit uh, have a, a slightly more open heart and uh and enjoy the 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 day um much more yeah because it can be it can be really hard i guess if you're you know in that environment where everyone else is doing that same thing um but i think you mentioned dharma and for for some people who might not know what dharma is i guess first of all what what do you think dharma is um 
you know great question because it's got lots of interpretations for me it's it's mm. the kind of the authentic a path my future path that feels authentic you know so yeah I'm sort of you know destiny is often attached to dharma and following our destiny following our dharma following the path that is is meant to be but without that sort of going too spiritual spiritual or um too into um conversations of choice and and will and all the rest of it it's very much a moment to moment what is most congruent with my most authentic self and um, yeah. and that feels you know and when I'm in that place flow comes a lot easier for me when I'm in that place mm-hmm. enjoyment becomes a lot easier for me I, I I become more of a person who I want to be I start talking mm-hmm. and thinking and the quality of my experience and the quality of my life you know generally improves for sure yeah perfect perfect um, in our in my yoga teaching uh, training, actually, we were encouraged to start by talking about Dharma and okay. the way it was put to us was that Dharma is a way of telling your story, and Ooh. by telling your story, you're able to lead other people into their Dharmic ways as well. Um, so it's, I guess, listening to your own innate wisdom and moment to moment, like you mentioned, about, you know, what we need, what we want, what we desire, and not letting society or your workplace or your family get in the way of that if if they do. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And there's a quote that I always uh, like by Marion Williamson who talks about shining our light and when we do so we kind of give others the subconscious permission to be able to do the same and and um you know often going down that path is is counter it can feel countercultural it can feel counterproductive and it it can often mm. be against the grain of what's happening around us within our peers or or within the group or even within the family that we're that we're operating within and uh you know it can take a lot of courage i know certainly for myself there's been a, a few occasions where um you know I've, I've trusted that intuition that intuitive action and path over mm-hmm. over commentary that i'm hearing externally and um and you know i'm, I'm I, I believe almost every single time it's probably not true but um you know most of the times at least i'm extremely happy for that and uh and yeah. it's led me to future decisions future thoughts future scenarios in which i, I want to find myself in and um mm-hmm. and gets me away from that old rhetoric and the, i guess this brings us in nicely to this month's theme of the uh, our tribe and um and our relationships and the social context and and interactions that we have and and some of those you know we are sort of given um as for example the family that we're born into we we uh we don't have a practical choice when we're six months Mm. old to change the family that we grow up in um definitely and and a lot of that as we grow older and grow out through life we get to choose and and a lot of the initial interactions we have sort of after school might come from associations or workplace location based or or often sort of manifestations of our ego as to you know who who will I look the coolest with 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 Mm. who I can interact with or what is this person going to give me or what can I get out of this and I'm I'm curious for you how your tribe and your relationships um a how they sort of foster you to be able to commit to the path that you do and and b how that might have changed from when you were a lawyer to um to and i've just made a massive assumption that you you were following a more dharmic path after um you switched mm-hmm. from being a lawyer and, and maybe that's oh, yeah, the case okay 
So maybe, yeah. you know, how yeah. did those relationships and your choices around those sort of change between those two worlds? It was really interesting. Um, earlier you brought up the point about, you know, your family and not having a choice to the family you grow up in. Um, my my parents being Chinese Indonesian, they were especially my dad was very strict and he wanted his kids, there's four of us, to, you know, get our degrees um, and hoping that we would own our own um, businesses because he's a, a successful businessman himself. Um, and so when I, when I, you know, studied law, um, I knew from day one that I was not going to like it. <laughs> and the whole, the whole time I was there, um, I finished my, my double degree in five, five years. So I really just did it express, um, express study yeah, wow. all the summer units, all the winter units. I think it should be a six, six year degree. Um, but yeah, I, I just, you know, I was someone who would, or, and still is, I wouldn't give up halfway. So I was like, okay, I might as well finish it, see what happens. Maybe I'll start working and things will change, but it didn't. And so I was living up to my parents' expectations for sure that whole time. Um, and it's really difficult, actually. They were supportive in in ways where, you know, I, I was encouraged to um, keep dancing, even though it was a, a massive struggle. You know, it's hard work as a classical ballerina and, and music as well. I wasn't very natural in, in talent. And, and so they needed to push me to practice. And so when I told my dad, you know, I'm going to um, quit my job and do yoga teach training, he said that he'd give me one year to build my yoga business. And then, <laughs> and then I said, uh, dad, remember that, that quote? that quote and the quote is it takes 10 years to build an overnight success so he didn't really have much else to say after that comeback that I had and Ooh. you know now now it would be four and a half years later um you know I would say that I'm running a successful boutique yoga studio in in the western suburbs and not only that, but, you know, servicing corporate clients all around Perth and private clients around the area. So um, my work in inspiring people, I guess, is where I find my tribe. So I've built a really great community at the studio. And I had one of my long-term clients the other day just tell me, you know, he's like, oh, you, that Sunday Ashtanga Vinyasa class is, is like a social club now. And there's nowhere in Perth like it. So it's always it's always really good to hear that kind of feedback. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I guess, you know, the, the one year that I was given, you can never really put a time limit. And, you know, I'm a big believer in in people finding their dharma at any age, any time. So being open to that as well as part of flow, I think is so important to remind yourself with because you might see a, a 20 year old who looks like they know what they're doing or you might see uh, a 50 year old who doesn't know what they're doing but give it a few years and it's a completely different story mm. yeah absolutely I think in terms of flow it's impossible not to be on that path because um, it depends on how, how committed you are to to finding that internal congruency that comes with flow but I you know certainly from my personal experience flow finding flow in my day-to-day -day in general life is a is is a huge priority for me now and um mm. and it's and a big challenge isn't it it's a big <laughs> it's a big challenge but you know I've become more and more aware of when things aren't congruent I've become uh -huh. more and more aware of when something doesn't fit and uh, and then my tolerance to then live with that becomes less and less and um and and, and yeah and nowadays it's uh it's a i'm in a very fortunate position where you know a lot of my actions are sort of self-determined <clears throat> which um 
you know, is important for myself. Um, and, you know, and that sort of has a, a ripple effect to my relationships as well. I've moved around a lot and mm-hmm. moved to different countries and, and my ideas of what relationships will help me thrive is, is, has changed over the years for sure. Um, from yeah. little subcultures that I've been into, whether that's a, a sport and and the social sort of status and 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 both e- egotistical um, gains and and sort of self um, social status needs, you know, have been fulfilled there. But then over the years, they've become less important. And um, and now certainly now I've got kids. Um, my ideas of relationships have, have changed once again as yeah. as to what makes me thrive and yeah i'm often yeah i think from a younger period i was more focused i guess on quantity of friends which sounds like a lot of people are these days with building a facebook following that um is mm-hmm. more important than actually sort of connecting to then quality mm-hmm. um and having quality relationships and then you know that scenario of well what it what is quality um Mm. and there's so many different dynamics there from um having in-depth conversations to people who we share time with and um and then the you know other qualities of connection you know there's Mm -hmm. there's a lot of people in my life who I may only see once once a year um but I have some of the the greatest connections with when we do meet up and uh, and those are just as important to helping me thrive as the the smaller network that I might see every week or um, yeah know, for sure regularly and 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 more often than not you know nowadays the my sense of giving to that relationship what can I give to that relationship has so much more meaning to it in helping me thrive and something that's really become clear to me through having kids and um, and seeing. The more I put in, the greater that relationship blossoms, and and it's not so much what I can get from it, but um, the the connection that can build um, from it through my giving an input, and but that you know that's just I guess a brief overview of of my journey, and um, you know I think it's important for us all to have a platter of um, of different types of social supports and friends from people we can be silly with from people we can have deep and meaningful with and uh, etc um and just curious you know how you, your thoughts on that and um how that works with you being able to thrive having a business being a yoga teacher performing mm-hmm. in the different areas that you do yeah there's um definitely like you know different roles that are played uh for every any individual uh dependent on where you are and and why and I think in terms of the level of different relationships or friendships there are um, you're right you know there's certain people that are right at at a given moment in in your life Um, others that that maybe may not gravitate to you as much as as much as someone else Um, and it's really quite significant to be able to pinpoint who those people are in your in your circle of friends um, as to what you know what you can rely on them for and how you benefit them as well Um, I think that kind of relationship is very apparent in in my my ambassadorship with um, Lululemon so I think they've they've been a great role model as a company itself just because of the culture it's very um very thriving it's a whole community for sure it's you know retail the retail industry and there's a there can be a high turnover but it's you're able to 100% put yourself into the day every single day you will be surprised at what you get out of it and I think that kind of uh, attitude helps not only in like a service-based industry but also in personal life as well Mm. yeah you know and, and the distinguish you just said is really interesting in terms of personal tribes and professional tribes um mm. you know and there's uh there's i think there's often a a sort of a gray area that can often get tricky in terms of 
um, a, a great professional relationships that you might have with people um, mm-hmm. help you thrive in the professional environment that, that when you spend enough time with someone that what's it inevitably sort of transcends into a more of a personal relationship um, mm, for sure. and, and I think that barrier is quite interesting in terms of you know some people I, I guess I've chosen to keep that professional relationship with and other people I've sort of molded the lines there and um you know and uh, there isn't such a clear-cut distinction between the two obviously no. but um there's there's a limited time that we have you know it's, and uh and we I guess you know have to choose as to who we spend that time with and um ordinarily for a lot of us we, that just that just happens and we don't think too much about that or we're not too proactive about that and have you been proactive in that in terms of thinking about what needs could be fulfilled for me or what could I give to this world or is it more organic and you've just sort of let people flow in and out of your life or um I mean I'm I'm definitely a planner I like to know you know what I'm doing in my day or when I go traveling I like to know what I'm what I'm doing and and why and how to get there and the fine details um I guess because you know the the yoga teaching and my own practice has really helped me to figure out and also realize that life is precious and um there's there's this buddhist teaching um you'll see you know an offering of of flowers and that's like a symbol of impermanency Mm. and you, you might have come across this teaching before so you know a flower we often give flowers to one another and to show our love or to show our um, thoughts for that person. Um, But then in Buddhism, a flower, when it dies, you know, there's no struggle. It just wilts and then it dies. And then it's actually good news because there's going to be another flower that blossoms again. And so it helps us realise that not everything is going to stay as is, especially difficult moments and especially life itself. Like it's not going to be like this forever. So then it makes us appreciate what we've got more and who we have in our lives more. And like I'm not I'm not someone who will thrive on having a whole group of people at one table. You know, I'd rather actually sit one-on-one or you know talk one-on-one like we are now and get into some deep conversations because I think that's when um when it all makes a difference so yeah I do prioritize my time on on networking um and being really wise about who I spend that time with because um as a full-time yoga teacher and student owner it's it's so easy to have the day just pass by and sometimes you know I'll I'll teach six classes in one day that's six hours without the driving and without the breaks in between um so yeah I, I definitely find time is so precious and who we spend our time with is is really going to make an impact on where you go next from there Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we often only think of how important it is when we feel lonely or when, yeah, <laughs> when, time, when exactly. times aren't good um, and often take them for granted when things are going well and when things mm. are. And, uh, you know, I've certainly, um, you know, done that and, and do that sometimes. And, um, you know, and it's a, uh, how do you go about appreciating the relationships you do have at the moment? Um, I think remembering that everyone's going through something really tough. And I hear it all the time, you know, from my students, especially my private clients, um, about what goes on in their life. And because I find that so interesting, you know, it's, I share bits of my life and they share bits of their life. And then I realize, oh, wow, like 
you never know what the person next to you is going through. And that could be your friend, you know, that could be a, a family member, but we don't always tell each other what we're going through and especially on social media. And I'm definitely a victim to that as well. Like, you know, I, I don't share everything on my social media and mm. that can be um, quite deceiving as well because you want to be, especially in, um, you know, the role that I take, the, you know, the, the face of the, the brand that I've built, you want to be there inspiring others. And sometimes, and most of the time, it is about positivity and it is about how great life is. But definitely for sure everyone's going through something tough and if you can remember that then I think you have more to give to your friends because mm. you're someone who can become more compassionate and more understanding and if someone makes a mistake if it's your friend that says something horrible to you try to forgive them because it's coming from a place that might not be uh, filled with light it might not be um, a happy place and, and that's okay yeah. Yeah, no, mm -hmm. in, immediately I sort of, what came to me as you were saying that was the, the, the belief that authenticity is more important than um, caretaking someone's feelings or, um, or being liked and moving mm -hmm. away from our fears of, of needing to be a particular somebody or needing to be seen as a particular somebody or um, to being authentic moment to moment and you know and if, if we're not okay or feeling a bit wobbly or feeling angry or whatever that might be being okay with that and knowing that um others are going to be okay with that and I think you know more I, I don't know whether it's more the world is sort of wakening up or the people I tend to hang around with now are, are, are more like-minded in the sense that there's a value to authenticity more so than a value to um things being sugar-coated or um yeah and, and you um, know that that can change in the professional environment um i feel sometimes and especially mm. depends what industry you're in um and uh but it's you know it's refreshing to be able to to be able to move forwards in relationships just with that premise of authenticity is actually going to help me like you said have those conversations that you may ordinarily hide find a deeper mm. connection have a more enriched communication um and uh, and walk away from it both parties a bit more fulfilled and real and um and but you know that's a challenge day to day um and then like you said you're you're running a, a business that is is helping people to become more authentic more inspired more so I'm sure you have days where um you know where you <laughs> you're you're bouncing from wall to walls or something's happened in your life where um mm. and uh and then you know do you do you find yourself being able to do you sort of go to your close network of friends that you ha are able to share that and release that or do you sort of manage that within yourself or do you bring that into your workplace yeah. or how do you sort of manage that well I had a moment yesterday actually <laughs> um and often you know I will I think because I'm a, a more I'm someone who will just try to sort it out myself first um so when when that happens I'll probably in my be in my car driving from somewhere and I'll actually literally just park my car, even if it's in front of the studio where I could actually just walk into the studio. I'll sit in my car and breathe. <laughs> and, and just like any person, you know, going through something, you think, oh, you know, why me? Or like, why am I in this situation? And it's, it's totally normal. All the emotions we feel are so global and everyone feels it. It's just perhaps at different times of your life different days um and so that that helps us to be more compassionate for sure um i like to listen to music and i've got these um these great apple i think they're called ipods pod, 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 but they're, they're portable earphones and um 
they're, they're great because you get to do what you want to do um, while the music's, you know, I normally I blast it out loud just to get all the noise out. Um, and yoga, I always fall back to yoga because I find that in my own personal practice, but also when I teach yoga, uh, I find that that's where I can be grateful more easily than just, you know, sit and write three things you're grateful for. It, it comes more naturally to me that way. Um, and then a great massage is always a great one to, to de-stress because I'm always, you know, I'm always around people. I'm always talking to people and I'm talking myself. So a massage and a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Separately, of course. <laughs> I'm a big fan of uh, of both of those, um, you know. And relationships are so, you know. It wasn't until I studied psychology that I sort of realised mm. how important or how sort of deep they run to our basic needs. And you know, self determination theory, a theory central to motivation and in well being and performance, sort of uh, sort of splits our needs into three overriding categories of competence um, autonomy and relatedness and that relatedness need of um, you know can come out in so many ways from that being able to feel like I have intimacy with someone being able to feel that mm -hmm. I can be vulnerable and it's okay and you know that that may only be with one person and that's fine it doesn't have to be with 20 mm -hmm. um, you know and then there's the kind of relatedness needs of being accepted within the within the the people that I operate with and being having uh -huh. a status that I respect myself with and um and then sort of widening that relatedness to you know do I identify with the culture that I live in you know do I uh -huh. like the place that I live in and uh you know that's an interesting one of you know we're both living in uh, western australia at the moment which is uh, is quite a collect collective of different subcultures from mining mm -hmm. booms to you know to on one side to kind of hippie um communes on the other side and um and everything in between and you know there's the, often in my brain you know I'll go oh wouldn't it be more congruent if I was in, in an isolated environment where everyone matched my needs and oh sorry not my needs my values um, mm -hmm. I could sort of walk down the street and feel really proud of everything that's happening around me you know and it sounds quite idealistic and I'm not sure a place exists but I also think the the difference is um is often helpful to a point and it helps me reflect and get to know myself a bit more and um and uh, you know I think is is important as well and uh you know and on that do you um how important do you sort of feel the 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 economics the politics the culture that kind of higher level stuff is how important do you feel that is in relative to your your more immediate relations in terms of who your close friends are who your family are who you bump into on a day-to-day -day basis um, so I think it plays, I think it plays a, some part in, in a certain level with where you're, is it, do you mean like where you're living according to, uh, how your relationships thrive? Yeah, how, where you're living and the culture of where you're living and yeah. the, the values of where you're living and, um, you know, how does that affect you? Do you feel it's, it's important? Or, and how important in comparison to the more intimate relationships that you might have? Mm, I think it's it's it plays a part just because you know there's you know you hear stories and you've you've done it yourself where you move to different cities, um, perhaps according to what you want to be doing and the opportunities present. But even then, you know you can create your own opportunities. I highly believe that. Um, Sometimes it is to do with the getting the right time. Um, mm. And also with relationships where those certain people are in their lives as well. 
Mm-hmm. I think maybe that's that's more relevant with um, with how you can understand the people around you. Because mm. I think I think everyone's you know everyone's at different stages of their journey, and if you're able to understand that, then no matter what happens, you're able to to also be someone who can love that person. Mm. Yeah. And I think a big thing for me has been sort of understanding that where I'm at is not a reflection of me and um, I'm not the center mm. of the universe and um, things don't have to be how I would like them to be. Um, mm. And, you know, from that perspective, there's, like you said, there's more love that comes from that. There's more connection and compassion and um, that allows, you know, it, it almost doesn't matter where you are. Um, yeah. You know, and and I, I remember um, sitting and listening to the Dalai Lama one day and he, um, he was talking about how he's good friends with George Bush. And uh, I was initially quite shocked in terms of, you know, polar opposite views, polar, um, you know, very different people from, you know, Mm -hmm. seemingly from the outside. And, um, Mm -hmm. but yet, you know, he's sitting there telling people that they're, um, that they're good friends. Yeah. (laughs) And, um, you know, the more I thought about it, the more it it really sunk into me in terms of um, what matters most is, that initial connection um yeah you know I think he also meant it on a level of it's better to to engage rather than disengage and when we engage definitely that's a good there's more fruits that come from it you can definitely learn you know so much from people every anyone everyone and sometimes that happens here at the studio where um where a client walks in a new student and you know, everyone, everyone makes a judgment, first impression. And I think to myself, oh, yeah, I probably won't see this person again. But then they keep coming back. And it's normally those students that actually you learn the most from because they're the people that you might not typically want to be teaching, for instance, or they're not the type of audience that you think you would be teaching in the first place, but actually because of the, that, that extreme difference to yourself or to what you thought initially, it actually becomes your greatest teacher. Mm. Absolutely. You know, and um, the world gives us what we want, what we need. Definitely. Yeah. A lot of the time. Yeah, for sure. um, you know, and I often find that the the external is you, know, you hear this all the time. The external is a reflection mm-hmm. of the internal. And you know, when I'm feeling lonely and I'm thinking, why is why has no one contacted me for a little while? I suddenly reflect and realise <laughs> that actually I've had my head in the sand and been blocking mm. other people out for a little while. And um, mm. you know, and and really, my my reality is more of a reflection on on my relationship with myself and and what I mean what I might be giving and attributing and um you know how do you um go for it I was yeah I was just going to say it's always a um continuous check-in that we need for for how we're feeling and what's going on but we forget that because you know life gets busy (laughs) so so yeah I guess the the flow is also practice Mm. yeah absolutely and I'm sure there's probably people listening to this who might be able to identify with this idea of you know I haven't found my tribe yet you know I'm Mm. I've been going for so long and I've been doing so many things but I just haven't found my my niche of people you know and I've certainly felt like that um for years Mm. and there's a part of me I guess that probably still does to a certain extent but um there's you know, when 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 I kind of wrap my head around, actually, it's more my relationship with myself, and actually, you know, I'm a member of the human race, and and my tribe isn't necessarily a, a small niche group of people who fit into this box. Um, 
my openness becomes more, my compassion becomes more, and I start to get that feeling of being in a tribe more and more. And um, mm -hmm. and I guess I've, in some ways, I've stopped looking to be part of this sort of extended family unit that I have craved for for a lot of my life, and more enjoying the relationships that are that seem to be coming my way or that sort mm -hmm. of seem to be in front of me. Do you? Have you felt that? Do you feel that, or do you any comments on that? I think I felt that more um, when I was at uni, mm. because I like. I mean, I did pretty well at school, and then when I got into um, UWA, I realized everyone's so smart. <laughs> Everyone else is so clever, and. I, you know, a lot of my my high school friends were at different universities, so, you know, I had to make new friends and and do all of that, and that's where I felt quite, um, like more like an outsider. Mm -hmm. And you can definitely easily fall into the trap of of again, you know, questioning yourself, like why me, um, what am I going to do with myself, um, you know, and and feel like you're a failure, for sure. But then I think if you're able to um look at the look at the positives and and think to yourself like you know things happen for a reason then you just keep going you wake up every day you do what you can every day at your best and then you know it'll I believe it'll it'll take you somewhere really special if you just stay with it stay with the path mm. yeah absolutely and I also find the sort of the less needy I become and the more I sort yeah. of spend time fulfilling my own needs um, mm -hmm. then the less the relationships or tribe become about subconsciously become about fulfilling needs um, and more about creating genuine connections and creating moments of flow with other individuals and um, and uh, and enjoying those those contexts and connections mm. Has there has there sort of been standout situations in your life where a certain tribe or relationship sort of haven't worked or have actively inhibited you or um, or subtly been a, a kind of rather than being a facilitator, been a, an inhibitor for you finding your path and helping you thrive? Mm. I. Something off the top of my mind, I guess. Um, maybe if if we're talking about an inhibitor, it might be the environment that I was in at my office job. Mm -hmm. Just because, you know, you're you're in an office space, and everyone's doing computer work, and you know you'll have the guy next to you perhaps who has been in that same role for 30 years <laughs> and you think to yourself oh that could be me and then you know if there's not that one trigger if it wasn't for that yoga class that I got hooked on then I might have just stayed in my job you know a secure safe job um, and there's no problems with that if that's what uh, what you're happy with. But I think if, if you're able to point out those triggers and the, the places that help you realise maybe you want something else, then I think going from there, you're, you, you can keep going rather than it limiting you. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think for me, that you know, I've had direct examples where you know I've sort of been in a business and I've had a business partner who's sort of done the dirty, so to speak. And then I look at okay, mm -hmm. um, you know, that's not helping me thrive. <laughs> and yeah. then I look at yeah. sort of the deeper patterns that have gone on behind. You know, why is that situation being created? And um, you know, and I, I generally come to the conclusion that I probably shouldn't have been there in the first place or 
you know, I definitely wasn't on my sort of most authentic path. Um, mm. And, uh, you know, and it, it becomes quite complicated as to whether I've manifested that or whether, you know, th there was a bit of um, sort of e evilness in, in that situation. But on a more subtle level, there's, you know, I sort of feel that there's generally, um, you know, when I sort of bounce between different interactions, whether it's at the supermarket or whether it's a, mm -hmm. um, coming off a yoga class or whatever it is, there's certain sort of personalities that um, that I am drawn to and there's certain personalities that I'm not and there's certain sort of interactions that I have where I feel that, you know, okay, wow, this can this is really energizing. This is I'm feeling great yeah, rather than wanting to sure. kind of close up and sort of uh, yeah. it doesn't always happen consciously I just sort of kind of close up and sort of start moving my body language starts changing and mm -hmm. and uh and that sort of happens and you know it's so interesting as to whether um you know there's a sort of a pattern there of of um focusing on being around people who you I get that energy with or mm. whether it's a deeper reflection of myself and the space that I'm happen to be in with, you know, like you said earlier, it's often think, yeah. the people that we have an initial reaction to often offer us the best lessons in life. And, um, you know, what's your sort of your view on that? Yeah, there's, I think you can't avoid fully um, the people that drain your energy or um, the, the friendships that eventually need to die away. You can't avoid that because there's always going to be people like that in the world and not blaming it on them, but it might, it might, it might be a mixture of where you, you're at as well. Um, but then if you make that acknowledgement, you're able to then filter the relationships that do matter and that do help you to become a better person. So it does, it does take some time and it's a bit of a process. Um, it can be easy also to blame yourself, like, oh, I should have been smarter to, to know that my business partner um, perhaps wasn't the best person to work with, for example, um, in your situation. But it's, it's always a learning curve, and I treat it like that. Um, and it just helps me move forward rather than dwell on, on what's happened. Yeah, absolutely. And what would, um, you know, what are the, if you were to pick out three points that, Mm -hmm. sticking with this theme of picking your tribe to help you thrive um you know what are sort of three points that you might have given to a younger you to to, to sort of manage your tribe to help you thrive mm -hmm. um one of them perhaps might be exploring your options can be easy i guess especially now when I look back at my um, school life to stick with your one group and not realize actually there's, there's so many other people in your class um, who can offer something. Mm. So I think not being scared about um, putting yourself out there. Mm -hmm. And also knowing that, you know, actually the, the, friendships that we make in our younger days who knows when we'll connect again later on yeah because everyone's always changing um the other another point might be to uh, just practice kindness yeah because again you never know what's going on with the person next to you and even a smile to a stranger or an actual genuine, hey, how are you today? I think if you're genuine, it will come across quite obviously. Mm. And you might be that trigger in that person's life that plays a difference on that day for them. So I think, yeah, practice kindness. And there's, you know, there's, there's, never um too much kindness you can give to one person i feel we all we all need it <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, absolutely and, yeah and the third 
Um, oh, this is a tough question. Mm. The third, I think, would be to listen to your to your gut, listen to um, what your body is telling you. Because there's a lot of information out there, you know, even in your your family, people will tell you what you should or shouldn't do. But I think deep down, everyone everyone already knows. Yeah. Yeah, and allowing that internal voice to blossom over the uh, the barrage yeah. of, of uh, noise that we we yeah. hear. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Some great advice there, and um, um, I, I like the saying on a professional level of being nice to the people that you meet on the way up because you'll you'll meet them <laughs> on the way down. <laughs> yeah, we really forget that. I think like we get too yeah. serious, you know. Um, yeah. It's it's a competitive world, and we can feel like we're in it on ourselves uh, with ourselves. Yeah, and we can but only pay attention. There's a whole yeah, and there's a whole support group. You know, everyone is your support if you allow them to be and if you if you let them see your vulnerability at times. Um, but yeah, I think I think the practice of, of kindness everyone needs, not only for themselves, but each other. Yeah. Well, I think that's a great sort of um, point to end on in terms of kindness. I think we've covered mm -hmm. so much today from uh looking within and seeing what the external is a reflection of us to um to facilitating that authentic path which allows us to be authentic and and vulnerable and and build those connections and um a whole range of things that hopefully people can take away and you know certainly the the masterminds group that we're all a, um, a part of or can be a part of is um is certainly here to to offer a, a support and 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 needs that everyone else might have um, that they can get from from interacting with this group at, at different levels. And um, mm. I just want to say thank you very much for your time, Rosanna. And um, and uh, and I hope your tribe continues to help you thrive. And um, it sounds like thank you. Sounds like it's it's happening at the moment, and long may it long may it continue. Well, you're you're definitely part of the tribe now, Cam. <laughs> Great stuff. Um, yeah, if, if your listeners have any, uh, you know, further questions, I'm I'm more than happy to um, share more of my journey with them. Superb. Great stuff. Mm. All right. Well, thank you very much for your time. And um, we'll end this month's uh, podcast here. And um, hopefully if any the people listening can take away one, just take away one nugget, one takeaway from this mm. conversation and then apply it in the time that you have left today. And we look forward to um, speaking next month. And um, once again, thanks, Rosanna, and uh, all the best. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Ken.